Dave Johnson joins us on a Wizards game day. Wizards Nets tonight coming up in about 10 minutes. Right now, though, on a football Friday presented by your local Honda dealer. Experience power, performance, and ruggedness with Honda. See your local Honda dealer. It is time for our pick six. The six biggest commander storylines. It is caught! Delivered at six o'clock sharp. It's the pick six at six. I'm going to be the biggest and harshest critic, but I'm also the number one fan. You know, Anthony, we probably only get to use that liner, you know, two more times before the coaching staff is blown out and we're going to have to find a new bite. Oh, man. Because I feel like we'll do our pick six at different points in the offseason and stuff, too. Obviously, that segment was something we started during training camp, but, like, we're not going to keep EB if they don't. Yeah, it's a good point. All right, whose week is it to go first? Uh, it is my week. All right, number one. Number one. Number one, I'm going to go with Corn Lucas, Craig. Good pick. Uh, first of all, you know, Charles Leno, he's, it looks like he's going to be out. Um, didn't practice again today. He's officially been ruled out, so yes. Oh, is. there it is. Uh, but I put Corn Lucas on there because he's going to be in front of our old friend, our old pal Chase Young. And uh, usually when players come back and see their, you know, their former team, they like to tee off and go crazy. I think Corn Lucas Lucas has to, you know, do everything in his power not to allow that to happen. So. All eyes will be on him because everybody's going to be watching Chase and everybody will be super critical of his performance. So I think it's a lot of pressure on Corn as well. I agree. That was definitely on my list or Corn was definitely on my list. Let's get to the guy who is actually number one on my list. Number two, Cameron Curl. Cam uh, is the only regular starter that will be playing in the secondary unless you count Quan Martin, who has moved into that starting role the last couple of weeks as the third safety uh, but you got Quan and Cam, as well as Terrell Burgess uh, in that safety rotation. And then with Percy Butler out and obviously Derek Forrest remaining out. And then both your starting corners are not playing. Uh, that would be Benjamin St. Juice and Kendall Fuller. Communication is essential against this 49ers defense. I actually had another name written down. It's like 1A, 1B. Anthony, I don't know if you were looking at the rundown and saw the other name that I typed before I deleted. Okay, well, you probably are going to hear that name next then. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Point is, Cam Curl is critically important, and that has been a flaw for them this year. They haven't had that Bobby McCain level, even communicator. Nevertheless, like what San Francisco has in Tafungo when he's playing, or you know Kyle Hamilton and, and some of the guys in Baltimore, or Miami, the way they communicate on the back end. Like all these really good defenses have a dude back there, and for all the th- good things that Cam Curl does, that has not been his strong suit. Um, now, one of the things that he has been good at over the years is covering tight ends. Obviously, George Kittle, uh, that is a huge matchup, and he will be the guy who probably spends the most time on him. So, Cam Curl, massively important. Also, the run fits, obviously, against Christian McCaffrey. I don't have a mute button. That's not a fine. It's all good. It's all good. Number three. Speaking of fine, I forgot to add your 15 points, but I'll do it in the break. Number three. Number three, I'm going to go with Scary Terry. Um, two weeks ago, he had a huge performance against the Rams with, uh, when Jacoby came in, you know, in the relief. If Jacoby's going to be out there, I think Terry could be poised for another big day 
again, um, I think it's just going to be important for these guys to win quick. You know, there's going to be a lot of pressure um, that's being generated from the front. So I think it's going to be important for Terry to win quick, Jahan, Curtis, things of that nature. But I think Terry could be in for a good day. They don't have – they have solid corners. That, that is what I'll say. But they don't have a sauce garden. They don't have, you know, a, a reed or anything of that nature. So I think possibly a good day for Terry. Yeah, they have really good corners um, and just a really good defense overall. He's going to have to win quickly. I will say something I want to explore next week. I actually want to see if uh, either Bucky Brooks or Daniel Jeremiah come on the show um, because their podcast, Move the Sticks, did like a fun thought exercise, which is what separates the leading receivers in the league? Like, is there, because you have guys like Tyreek, you have Mike Evans, like you have all different kinds of body types, all different kinds of skill sets, guys who line up different places. Is there a trait or traits that ties them together and what they came up with is play strength and like that and, and also like energy toughness and terry's got that in spades i think that's mm -hmm. actually why terry is an elite receiver and you're reminded of that when he you know actually gets the ball but he plays really strong and when he gets the ball and he runs with it like he breaks tackles and all that kind of stuff and you know i was texting with logan and logan's like do we think jahan has this and i was like that's an interesting question and i think that's something that going into year three like getting stronger and learning how to play stronger is something that can help unlock jahan because he's got so much other stuff that's that's tremendous um but it's something i want to unpack a little bit more think a little bit more about also from the defensive back side of it i think that's an interesting Thought exercise. Okay, number four. Number four. All right, the guy that I had written down earlier, the other part of this communication puzzle is Cody Barton. Um, Kyle Shanahan uses motion and, and alignments as effectively as anyone. And so Cody, who used to play him twice a year when he was in Seattle, obviously has a good feel for what they want to do. Can you get everybody in the right spot? Can you make their life harder? Can you make sure that people are on the same page so that they have to earn it? San Francisco is better than you. They can, they can line up and... 13 play drive score don't let them or, or, or make them i should say don't let them get big explosive plays they're the best explosive play team in football get everyone on the same page get everyone in the right spot get your alignment and your assignment right and then you know, if they beat you they beat you but don't lose by the pen don't lose by alignment don't lose before the ball is snapped that's cody barton's job amongst uh, before anybody else and then obviously as a run fit player he is average at best. Like he's been pretty good. And I think people, like people say the interception last week and some of the, the plays in the red zone, like Cody Barton has figured out how to play middle linebacker in this defense from a pass uh, coverage standpoint. He's typically where he needs to be on the run stuff. He's just a little slow in getting there. And so it's a four yard gain instead of a two yard gain kind of thing. When Christian McCaffrey's a running back, those can become 20-yard gains real fast. So he's got to play fast as a run stopper this week as well. So Cody Barton, number four. Number five. Number five, I'm going to go with, can I call them a group, our defensive ends, because they rotate so often? Yeah, sure. Uh, one of the strong suits of, you know, San Fran's offense is their ability to get to the edge with Christian McCaffrey. And I think it's going to be very important to, you know, try to contain him. Uh, and not let them hit that edge. We're not. We, we don't have to worry about Trent Williams this week. But has he officially been ruled out now? I think that's what you guys said on the pod uh, when Logan. We did say that on the pod, but he has been practicing on a limited basis. Oh. So uh, let me keep keep talking. I'll look that up. Uh, yeah. Well, if if Trent's not in there, I think it'll be easier than you know if he was in there. But they love to run behind the left side of the line. And I think whoever's going to be that right defensive end, they're going to have their work cut out for him. But also, John Allen is going to be important for him. 
you know, fill that gap, fill that lane, and uh, just hustle to the ball. They get to the edge really fast, so I think that's going to be important for our defensive ends. Trent is going to play. Uh, full practice today, no game status, so yikes. Uh, Eric Armstead is out, as is Jair Brown, Jawan Jennings, Jalen Moore, Ross Jwelly. Uh, Jordan Mason is questionable. Uh, and Demetrius Flanagan Fowles is questionable. He's with it, got an illness. But Greenlaw, uh, Elijah Mitchell, Brock Purdy, Debo, all these guys were on the injury report all week. Uh, they don't have game statuses, so they are good to go for San Francisco. My last guy, or since you took you took the ends, uh, my last guys, I'm going to pair together as well. Number six. I'm going to take the defensive tackles. So okay. I talked about Barton and Curl pre-snap. Post-snap, you know how you don't get a big explosive play to Christian McCaffrey? Don't let him get started. The interior of this 49ers offensive line wins by alignment a lot. They do a good job of setting things up to get you to shift your one technique to be dead beat uh, for the double team and things like that. They do a really good job of, of kind of scheming up the run game stuff. But individual one-on-one, -on -one, they are not as talented as John Allen and Deron Payne. So those guys have been playing a little bit better week by week. Uh, John, I know has been battling some injury stuff still, but like go make plays. And I would actually like to see to combine our last two, them kick Duran Payne outside and John Allen outside in pass rush situations. Mm. Let them get some one-on-ones, probably not against Trent. That's a death wish, but go line Duran up on the right tackle on a third and long. Let him rush the passer from there. He did it once this year. I think he got a sack. Uh, if not, it was a QB hit. So and it was like two weeks ago. So let's see some creativity up front. Okay. Um, and I think those are your best players. If you want a chance of holding this Niners offense uh, in check, they have to be dominant up front. That is our pick six. We'll revisit it next on Sunday on the Take Command pregame show live at Tap Sports Bar, MGM National Harbor with Logan Paulson. And then we'll see how we did on Monday back here on the Hoffman Show. Dave Johnson joins us from Capital One Arena next here on the Team 980. It's the Hoffman Show on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app. Wrapping up, just two segments left in 2023. It's crazy. Uh, and what you know? What better way to spend the first of these final two than with our old pal, Dave Johnson? Because it is, after all, a Wizards game day. Time to get the radio party started. Blocked by Bilal Kulabali. Oh, oh, boy, did he stuff him. Left wing pull, it's wow. there. Oh, that's a pool party. Into the basket. Slam right there. Oh, there's a steal. Oh, you better go off. Intercepted by Kispert. Kispert now. Foul line. Oh, slam. Ooh. That'll draw your preserves. It's time for Dave Johnson on a Wizards game day. Kuzma for three. Oh, it's there. It's there. Big, big shot. On the Hoffman Show. Hey, hey, you better go off. Dave with us ahead of Nets and Wizards tonight. Uh, Dave, how are we doing on this Friday? You know, we're doing well. It's Friday. Uh, it just occurred to me that I've got something to listen to on the way to the Wizards game on New Year's Eve. Remember, we have a 3 o'clock tip-off here. Uh, allows people yes. to have a New Year's plan. But you've got your, your show with Logan Paulson, right? And That is that, true. That was on my bucket list of things to do because I've heard it several times this year. It always sounds like you guys are having a lot of fun. It's at MGM Grant, right? Yeah, it's at uh, MGM National Harbor. Uh, yep. We're out there at Taft Sports it. Bar, yeah. I'm going to – I don't think – because it's about 11 o'clock, right? Uh, yeah, doors open at 11. Yeah. Well, see, I'm going to be in game prep mode here yeah. uh, for the Wizards Hawks. But, all right, next what year. About on, what about on the 8th? 
Is that uh, what's do, you, do we know the schedule that far well, out in, in our wait a minute. Well, uh, the eighth is a Monday, isn't it? Or sorry, this. Uh, no, I guess you're right. It's the seventh. Seventh. <laughs> um, no, yeah, that should be good. There you go. So oh, you, there we if go. you want to come hang so out. So wait a minute. This? this is what happens when I, I only do one sport. Uh, it used to be in you know knew everything because I was anchoring and et cetera, et cetera. So there's right. the season still goes on next week. Yeah, unfortunately, Dave, there are two more Commanders games this year. Two more. Yeah, there's there's this one this weekend, and then right. they play the Cowboys on the seventh. All right. Yeah. All right. Now you know. Yeah. Once upon a time, yeah, uh, the NFL football season was over before Christmas, and you were in playoffs. The greatest game ever played, or at least that's what people called it for decades, was the Baltimore Colts New York Giants overtime right. game. Right. And the anniversary of that was December twenty eighth. That was the championship game. So you're telling me January eighth. Well, we could have an ice storm or something. We're still playing. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, this world is just crazy. It's crazy. It, it is. Yeah. The so I'll see, you, I'll see you on the 8th. I'll see you guys okay. on the 8th. Of the 7th, we established. The 8th the eighth is the day that we're actually all looking forward to because that's when we finally, the season is over. There we go. That is, okay. That is going to be Black Monday. Right. That is, I mean, we don't, we're, not, we're not celebrating anyone's downfall, but we're just gotcha. ready. We, it's inevitable. We know it's coming. It's right. time. The time is, is the 8th. Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, tonight uh, <laughs> you got you got the Nets to worry about. First of all, have you run into my friend Ian Eagle at all yet? I have, I have. Okay, uh, and, and I should have said that uh, I'm Craig Hoffman's friend, uh, and he might have said hi back. But I did run into him. So. If Ian was rude to you, then I will have a word with him. That we can't we can't no, but, handle that. No, Ian's one of the best, and good to see him here tonight. And, and uh, all the good folks from the Nets and the Wizards are going to try to get a win tonight against the Nets team. That uh, I'm mean, just looking at this stat. And this is something we talked about a lot this year. For the Wizards, and they have not done it, you know, we understand what their limitations are. But they they seem to have the players, you would think, you know, like, can we have a night where we have 23-pointers? Uh, and, and that, you make your three-pointers in this league, that can go a long way to victory. And I was looking at the stat, two previous meetings against the Nets, the Wizards were combined 16 of 74 beyond the arc. That makes it tough to win when you're only making eight three-pointers and the other team is making more. Uh, so, uh, again, I'm, I'm going to look for a big night from Jordan Poole tonight. Uh, you know, let's get a Corey Kispert surge off the bench. I mean, those are the things I want to see happen tonight against this Nets team. Yeah, no doubt about it. It was a tough one the other night uh, against the Raptors, um, but it was also one of those where you look at the schedule and you just go, uh-oh. Raptors hadn't played since the previous yeah. Friday. Uh, no. Second night of a back-to-back for the Wizards. Um, but I, I think the thing that's encouraging for me in watching that one, like Jordan Poole came out and was aggressive early. He gets up seven threes. Like I, I think the Wizards probably want him overall taking more than 12 shots. But it does feel like, and we've talked about this a number of times this year, Dave, but it does feel like Jordan's shot diet is getting much closer to what I think this team wants it to be. And, you know, obviously the other night's a rough one. He only scores 14. It's, it's not like anything no. earth-shattering. From a process standpoint, do you feel like the last, let's say, two weeks, this is much more along the lines of what the, the organization is looking for out of him? Yeah, no, he's been more efficient, and, and, and that's another way of saying, you know, he's getting more into the flow of, of what, what they're doing. And, and you look, uh, to listeners, uh, it, it's, it's a reality. People will say, well, everybody does it, et cetera, et cetera. But as you talked about the back-to-back situation, it was an uh-oh moment. When I looked at the schedule and the Raptors had played Saturday and been off, and the Wizards had that competitive game, as you know, against Orlando on Tuesday, I was thinking, uh-oh. And you know what? If you look at 
who scored and or you know who was I mean Kyle Kuzma had an off night. Uh, it just was it was not the same zip the Wizards had the night before. So you just move on and listen. It it, it you hope it works the other way for the Wizards. Uh, and and you know, but the point is this team Jordan Poole is getting more efficient. This is a team that is still number one in in pace, and right now that makes them the fastest in team history. They're ranked seventh in assist. In fact, they're one of just four teams that have an active six-season streak of 25 or more assists. And, yes, I'm reading from a script, but what I'm pointing out is the Wizards are doing a lot of positive things. What they're not doing, and this is what's killing them, and, again, it gets back to rebounding. Uh, they're last in the league in rebounds, but also they're giving up second-chance points. And, and uh, again, you look at the game against Indiana. They won while well, they out-rebounded in that game. And, and, again, it begs the question, well, how do you fix it? Well, you know, Shaquille O'Neal is not walking through that door, that type of thing. It does have to be a, a team and a gang rebounding effort. Or, or, it's just like what I said, you know, let's get smoking hot beyond the arc. And, and when I'm, I'm not saying crazy, but, but 23-pointers is not too much to ask for. In other words, if you're going to have a deficiency where you're giving up too many second-chance points, to get victories, you need a positive that negates the other team's success, let's say, in second-chance points categories. So while this team is still what it is, 5-25, and 25, what was the football coach that said, you know, Dennis, was it Dennis Green, or who said you are, which your record says you are? Yeah, that was a Dennis Green. I thought you were going to go Steve Spurrier. 5-11, <laughs> right, right. not too good. No, no right. I know. Well, I always love – I never thought I'd say this, but I miss Steve Spurrier press conferences. They, those were oh. those were fun. But yes. but but the point being is, is I, I, it'll be interesting – January, I believe we're going to see, uh, and maybe we're going to see it tonight because, again, the Wizards did have a day in between games. Uh, but this team is doing a lot of things well. It's now you'd like to see a few more wins uh, with that as well because you, you made a great point. Jordan Poole is is easing in and, and getting into a flow and is more efficient. Um, this is what this season is all about in terms of um, – you know, starting to see, quite frankly, you know who fits and how they fit and and, and who stays. I mean, this is a yeah. uh, process. When I say who stays, I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean it, you know this is not the Wizards roster going forward for the next four years. Sure. This is this is a discovery process for sure. And and we're getting close to that time where the moves start to start happening. You know, a lot, December fifteenth was a big day in terms of right. extension eligible players or, or uh, sorry uh, players who signed this off season. Eligible to be traded um, January 15th. There's another slew that gets unlocked, if you will. Then, obviously, you got the trade deadline in February when all the deals tend to go down. And we know the Wizards will be active. They have a bunch of players that can help other teams win uh, that don't fit their timeline. So it's going to be an interesting uh, six weeks here. Of course, we'll be visiting with Dave to talk all about it. Uh, if you're not headed down to Capital One Arena or if you're heading down uh, and, and are not going to get there in time, uh, for tip, make sure you're listening to the pregame starting at 645 and then tip off at 7 against the Nets. Uh, Dave, thanks for all your time in 2023. We look forward to your visits in 2024. Have a wonderful new year and a great call tonight and send Glenn our best. Hey, listen, great to, to be always on the Hoffman Show because I, I just I, I, mean, I know a lot of focus on the commanders. I hear they're a pretty big deal in town, but you cover everything. <laughs> Uh, so well, I remember last year driving around, heard you talking about Champions League soccer, and I thought, man, he nailed that as well. So I look forward to seeing you. I'll talk to you before, but January seventh, I've got that in my diary. Indeed, I love it. Thanks, Dave. Talk to you. Uh, take care. That is Dave Johnson, the legendary 
broadcaster here in D.C., the play-by-play voice of the Wizards, who you hear, luckily enough for us, right here on the Team 980. When we get back, Anthony, it's the final segment of the year. Oh, yeah. Maybe maybe a New Year's resolution, or or maybe not. But maybe, and the best of the year for real things real people said into real microphones. It's the Hoffman Show on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app and streaming live on YouTube where uh, you would have just heard Anthony with an admission that did not get made on the radio. So, Anthony, I'm going to make you share it with the radio audience. What did you deprive everybody of for one final Friday? It's Friday, and I forgot to bring in the last segment with Rebecca Black. Oh, my God. You were working hard in the break getting the best of real things for the year ready. So do you want to find Rebecca Black real quick and, like, start the segment over? Oh, I was definitely going to uh, just end the show with some Rebecca Black. I was going to get it in. Okay. Some shows end the year with Auld Lang Syne. We have Rebecca Black. Take that, other shows. Uh, all right, Anthony, do you have a New Year's resolution, period, slash do you have a New Year's resolution for the show? Like, what, what in 2024 do you want to do? either in general that you've already thought about that you you're willing to share, or is there something related to the show that you want to do more or better? Uh, my new year's resolution is probably going to be to not forget Rebecca. Black. <laughs> <laughs> uh, prof- from a professional standpoint, probably just put myself out there a little bit more. Uh, cause I've, I've, you know, I've put, I've gotten my foot in the door in like several places None of the time for me to, you know, take that next step. So I think it's Just don't leave me behind. Don't yeah. leave me, bro. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> okay, thank God. My, my, my uh, New Year's resolution is to leave this dumb radio program where I play Rebecca Black most of the time. No. Um, no, that's great. I know you've been working on some stuff. And, um, you know, if I can support you in any way, it's more than my pleasure to do so. I'm, I'm excited for you because you got some, some cool stuff that you've been working on. And I think you're, you're, you're a young budding star, my man. And it's, uh, it's time to let you shine a little bit. Um, I think my resolution is to try to read more, which is just a gigantic nerdy thing. But I always pride myself on trying to have a lot of information. And I think that like a lot of us, I've gotten lazy in getting that information off of social media. And there's a lot of great stuff. And I do a lot of research in terms of diving into whether it's PFF numbers or, you know, just basic data, you know, when I say data, like going to ESPN and looking up stats like yards and touchdowns and interceptions and comparing them on pro football reference to past seasons and getting context. But, you know, we have so many great writers covering sports locally um, with Sam Fortier, John Kime, Nikki Javala, Standick, like all the, all the people on that beat. You know, Josh Robbins is doing incredible work for the athletic on the Wizards, as is Ava Wallace during a, a terrible season. But they're still producing great stuff. And I need to read their stuff more. Um, I definitely read a, a decent amount, but I know I can read more. And there's so much good information, so many good perspectives, and it makes the show better when I do, and I just should be more consistent with it. So that's less social media, more actual articles. That's my, that's my professional goal in 2024. Man, reading is so hard. Like, it's I've been not, better about reading books. It's, it's not hard. It's just consistency. I yeah, it's like good. I can read or I can do – I can, you know, I'm going to sit down and play Madden. It's like, no, read the article. Uh, don't, don't rely on the fact that you could find half the article on social media. And the conversation about the article, go read the article. That's, that's something I need to do better. Um, personally, I don't know. I just, when I want to do stuff, I do it. I don't really have like New Year's resolutions. Typically, that's kind of how I roll. Um, but 
I've, I've been doing a good job recently of reading like actual books. And that has definitely been rewarding. I'm reading one on sleep right now. And let me tell you, th- sleep is pretty fascinating. Wild, wild stuff happens while we're not awake. Um, anyway, that's my nerdy self. Uh, let's close out the show. Leave plenty of time for our top three nominees for the real things hall of fame from 2023. Uh, and let's, I say, we just go ahead and enshrine them. Ladies and gentlemen, the best of real things in 2023. Real things. We're not going to be this year. Real people. 5 and 11. Not very good. Set into real microphones. You know, the culture is actually damn good. All right, we start off with the ultimate real things Hall of Famer. On Mount Rushmore, the other three folks are up for debate, but... Kevin Harlan stands above them all because the segment was basically founded on Kevin Harlan being Kevin Harlan during the broadcast. Sometime in 2017, 2018, somewhere in there, uh, Kevin Harlan had a streaker during a Monday night football game, and he called the play-by-play on Westwood One on the radio of the streaker. I wanted an excuse to play that and have a really great time with it on the radio. I was doing weekends at the time. Uh, and doing my Sunday morning show. And I created a segment called Real Things, Real People Send in Real Microphones, basically to play the funny Kevin Harlan clip. And then we just kept it. And we started doing it every single week. And we find funny audio, serious audio, like important audio, very non-important audio. But really, it comes down to the fact that we wanted to play Kevin Harlan doing play-by-play of a streaker. Now, Kevin Harlan, we went back and counted, had four contributions to Real Things in 2023, this was our favorite. Team is at it once. Each team is punted. Tonight's first quarter is brought to you by Cousin Subs. At Cousin Subs, we have something for everyone. Like a Wisconsin cheese curds, mac and cheese, golden fries, and creamy shakes. Man, I'm starving. All paired with your favorite sub or sub in a bowl. Cousin Subs, we believe in better. And I've eaten with you after games. You like to eat, too. Yeah, but I'm not hungry yet, Kevin. I'm not hungry yet. You're always hungry. What do you mean? <laughs> I know a woman back in Green Bay that says, oh, he is always hungry. <laughs> I will say, ad reads, they're dangerous, man. You want to know why? Because marketing works. Advertising works. They can get you hungry. By the way, I should remind you that it's a football Friday on the Team 980. Driven by your local Honda dealer. Experience performances and ruggedness with Honda at your local Honda dealer. Um... So, Kevin Harlan did did his part in 2023. He did indeed. He did indeed. Uh, thanks for your contribution. Uh, <laughs> if there was a second person in line to have their bust immortalized on Mount Rushmore, it would be someone who is a friend of the show. It'd be someone who is a personal friend. It would be someone who is in Washington, D.C. tonight because he is the play-by-play voice of the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, he is... Also uh, going to be on the call Sunday in Baltimore for the Dolphins and Ravens. Lucky him. Uh, He was on the call Thursday Night Football last night in Cleveland. He's a very busy man. Uh, He is very talented. His name is Ian Eagle. And while there there was a moment, probably my favorite Ian clip of the year is when there was an errant pass that came to him and it got a drink spilled in his lap. It It was a whole kerfuffle. There is one call... That was famous slash infamous from Ian in 2023. 
and it was the very start of the world's most popular romance. Low snap. Mahomes moving pocket. Mahomes floats it up. Caught. Touchdown, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey finds a blank space for the score. <laughs> now, we did real journalism on this, a.k.a. I texted Ian going, did you did you pre-plan that? Is, like, are you, uh, are you a Swifty? Did Noah, your son, who many of you have also watched Noah Eagle call games uh, now for NBC, um, did Noah give you that? And he's like, nope, I'm a Swifty. So there you go. Uh, and, and I think it's important to note, Ian was before everyone else. Like, the rumors were just starting to really heat up. It was, it was before the NFL was getting all their licks in on Taylor Swift. It was before all of that. Ian was the mm-hmm. cutting edge of this. He nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah. He got to it, man. That, that was a, a heck of a call. Uh, finds a blank space. Wow. Just very wow. smooth. Very smooth. It, if you get it, you get it. If you don't, it doesn't ruin the call. Yeah. That's, that's how you know you did it. Last but not least, out of the total nonsense category, in September of this year, a training mission uh, for an F-16 fighter jet went wrong. The U.S. military lost the plane. This man saw it. Let the news take it away. Uh, in the bathroom taking a shave, and I heard a, a screeching, saw that between a screech and a whistle. <laughs> I said, what in the world is this? And I heard a boom in my whole house, yo. White says he didn't realize it was a plane at the time, so he didn't call anybody. The first thought came to me. I said, must be the right come out of space or something. And I said, well, if the airplane, it needed to be reported. But the thing was flying is too low. The F-35B airplane wreckage created an extensive debris field. My bad. It was an F-35, not an F-16. But, Anthony, that scream. You have the screen queued up? Yeah. That is not only enshrined forever in the Real Things Hall of Fame. (laughs) It is on my soundboard uh, in the studio. It is something that has become a part of the show. It is uh, one of those moments in our show's history that, like, if you know, you know. You were there, and you could say that you're a true Hoffman Show fan because you know the plane scream for when the U.S. military lost the billion-dollar F-35 jet, and it went screaming past this dude's house. Thanks for listening all of 2023. Thanks for listening today. We'll be back on Tuesday. See you at Tap Sports Bar this Sunday. It's the Hoffman Show on the Team 980.